Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back to discuss the sixth episode of HBO Max's Minks, entitled Mary Had a Little Hysterectomy, written by Julie Mandel Foley and directed by Carrie Brownstein. This was another really good episode for me. Uh, I gave it a 9.6 out of 10. I'm trying to... Yeah, I'm, I'm making a correlation here and we'll see in the eighth episode if I'm correct. <laughs> uh, or I should say the 10th episode, my my apologies. Because um, the first two episodes were written by Ellen Rappaport and the third and fourth episode, one was written by, it looks like, a man and the other by a woman. And yet... And I'm trying to pick out because I didn't go back and look at my scores, but I do think that there is something going on with the writing here that has improved since those initial episodes. Um, yeah, I think number four is the one I really I wasn't a fan of and number three I was. So I, I think that there's definitely something going on with there <laughs> that makes sense when I when I'm comparing and contrasting but this is what i wanted from this show this the the conversation uh the jokes joyce being so much more of a likable person uh we actually split up our crew finally and it feels as if there is a cohesion here that was missing and or, or just never really clicked up until the fifth episode and now it looks like they're finally finding their momentum of what they want to say and i get it sometimes it takes that amount of time to get there but i'm just pointing out i noticed the difference uh mary had a little hysterectomy is <laughs> also the name of a book which is written by a feminist who was not only british but also a minority and i love that part of it and <laughs> who ended up being a little bit of a bitch uh what was her name i can't even remember but we start this episode with the minx magazine coming out hitting the shelves and being an absolute dud oh shit that failed which is a huge huge gamble for doug which we are finding a lot more about which is what i wanted i wanted everyone to start finding some personality and not being the addendum to joyce because he has invested a lot of money into this a, a huge stake of their company and he has the most understanding business partner in tina who is allowing this risk for legitimacy even though he tells her lies which is a little problematic for me but we'll get to that a little later when we go into each individual but this is where we start and we see joyce going into the store looking for her magazine so she can purchase it and it's an ordeal just to purchase the magazine it's underneath the counter it's considered a porno and it's embarrassing the way in which the guy just opens the magazine at the counter and just shows the dick and why 
why would you do that anyway in a store i mean just to put in perspective playboy is out at this time in history so it's not as if this is so you know bizarre and if someone were to come up to the counter and want a playboy you wouldn't be like oh playboy it's almost like the when when stranger things in season three was pointing out how horrid it was to be a woman in the world like we get it but there's also some added dramatization to it that isn't doesn't feel authentic and i don't feel as if opening up the opening something for a customer and showing them it like that was a little excessive to me particularly when you see a customer being like that that whole thing that was bothersome but other than that the episode really took off <laughs> uh she i like the setup that she looked at the woman's book and was disgusted by it before she was trying to tap her for a particular article and they get into the what do you like to call this the the creative room where you have doug trying to say look it's not as successful as i had wanted but let's strategize let's figure this out and everyone has to come up with ideas of how they can get the magazine relevant but not before he goes out to look at a delivery of return magazines from one of their usual sellers thrifty i believe that has decided not to sell the magazine he tells the guy i pay you w double if you just keep them on the truck even though they don't have that money tina's looking at him like why do you keep making these unilateral decisions without consulting me using the money that we do not have he then has to return to said meeting and and not not act as if his stresses are getting to him but you see in a private moment that they very much are but it shows something about his character right that he is a businessman come first it's not on him to you know roll down his particular pings he comes in he's just like okay we got to strategize we need to figure this out how do we get things so joy says she has contacts and maybe she can get someone else on the magazine even though they give her a few a few bill brunson is one of them they give i don't know who he is either but he's famous and they need someone famous to promote this so she really doesn't have because she's like i need to it to to be and i think that's going to be a problem later on a conflict between them of her trying to stay true to her idealisms versus the fact that this is also a business and that's the part that i think she often forgets because in order for you to get your message out it needs to make money so that people can continue to make more of said content or you can get more people attracted to said magazine especially as we heard the word sellout in this episode even though she called her a child and i thought that was fantastic (laughs) but i do get the sense that that is going to be a bit of a problem it's already been a problem and i think it's going to come to a head at some point because she she has this 
desire to own what she's doing but she doesn't understand that she has someone that is financing her and anytime anytime that that is happening whether you're in an actor a producer a filmmaker a writer you are going to have the people when you send what you wrote to your publisher they're gonna want things in there and they're gonna want things not and you can choose to stick to your moralistic guide and hopefully one day someone will pick that up and be a hundred percent true to that but unless you're putting that diamond you are going to most likely which i believe 80 to 95 percent happens compromise on exactly what it is because there needs to be a reason for the people to print and use the money that they're doing to print your material so uh and i i believe that all art unfortunately gets compromised uh, you know people have had their 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 books translated to television and they can support it all day damn long because of course that's what you do in public but that's not to say that in the background they're like no they didn't just fuck this part up or fuck that part up or leave this part out and keep this or change it because the minute they decide that they're gonna publish your shit they guess what can make changes to it whether you want to or not you sold your rights to that and that's just that's the name of the game man it's the name of the game i think her name was was it wendy i'm trying to think of the lady's name in this episode i think it was wendy uh so they decide to break off in the plans even though i like that richie didn't even explain his he's like i know a way to sell this magazine (laughs) and i like richie's whole story arc as well i'm glad that he just had he had himself a good time bambi and shelly are going to go to he was like you're in a richy rich neighborhood she's like we're comfortable here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money but you see she completely understands her own crowd like they want something they think that others have and they don't have which is something we actually saw last week in the episode so it's not just hoity-toity people everybody be that's why they have the statement of catching up with the joneses i don't know who the fucking joneses are matter of fact i should google that So I found out that keeping up with the Joneses is an idiom that originated in a comic strip in the early 1900s and represents comparing your peers or neighbors as benchmark, a benchmark for what uh, is uh, what our goods and lifestyle upgrades you should have. What goods and up, you know, you get what I'm saying. Uh, if you are keeping up then you're left behind I really for some reason thought like I don't even know where the Jones part comes in there I just assumed (laughs) it was a couple or a family or something but now I uh, found out that it's just something that someone just happens to be my last name but keeping up the Joneses is part of that comic strip that was the name it came from so awesome But that is capitalism. That is particularly American capitalism and why there's an iPhone every fucking year and people will spend $600, $700 
if not more just to get it just so they can say they have the newest thing like i do not live by that lifestyle credence whatsoever i still have an iphone 8 i was all proud that chris evans had an iphone 6 he became a real a real person to me <laughs> because there's no reason why why i mean eventually i want a nicer phone but for the most part it just needs to function man it just needs to function i don't need it to do you know 50 million things it's just it's a ridiculous amount of money just for some extra data but more mostly and more importantly it's to keep up with other people that you think make more money even if you have it don't have it i should say actually it's more common neighborhoods you don't have like my mom's very big on that i always bring it up my mom but she is like she grew up and it's funny because i'm not like that whatsoever despite growing up you know we always had to have nike because that was the thing and brand name clothes and my daughter hasn't had a brand name pair of shoes or clothes the whole entire damn life that we don't live by that <laughs> i don't care what the fucking like i'm not paying 300 just for a name that has no relevance to me whatsoever but that was the big thing and people chase that dream and put themselves in heavy fucking debt for it just it makes no damn sense they want to tell you about money advice like um, i think you need to listen to yourself actually you're not even telling me real advice you're just basically mimicking what someone else or what you heard from someone else but moving on from that so that's how we get our teams bambi and shelly are going to go out to the suburbs uh who am i thinking richie's gonna go to the gay scene the gay clubs gay bars wherever in the fucking forest <laughs> that should be the next fucking uh the next issue autumn photos he was taken i'm like girl hey that needs to be a spread and it was pretty then you had doug saying he's gonna go and try to get their magazines back on thrifty shelves while joyce goes and tries because she said i have a whole bunch of contacts in media why the fuck you lying why you always lying oh my god stop fucking lying let's talk about joyce's story first she ends up running into glenn saying she was in the neighborhood i'm not sure if i believe her or not or i mean she did say that a people a few people turned her down this that and the other thing but as soon as she said she had contacts in media i just assumed she was going to him because she does have a tendency to use him as her lapdog can't go 50 50 with no hope i don't know what i dislike more women like this or men that actually stick around and deal with women like this because glenn is very successful clearly even though it's a man's world and this that and the other thing and they of course they had to have the moment of everyone staring at her i just i find it really hard to believe that just because you're a woman that means every man is just gonna stare at you i've i'm i'm a woman as well in the 21st century um and i don't know with it being more sexually exploitive the way you know sex is portrayed i don't walk into a room and everyone's like staring at my tits I, I would think it'd be a little subjective like i'm not being funny but joyce you're not a fucking 10 <laughs> so 
to keep having all these men are just like ooh and ah over her i'm like really no if anything i could see them doing it to bambi (laughs) but not joyce because she looks like she's absolutely and utterly uh not fun not fun at all it's funny i was in london and i was in london as if i haven't said it enough but i was in line and there was this uh i thought they were a couple apparently they were not uh behind me but he was talking about all the women in in england which they do they all dress very posh and proper and and like supermodels and stuff and the guy behind me is just like yeah they look very nice but i have no inclination to want to fuck them And I really wasn't trying to eavesdrop, but I bust out laughing and I felt embarrassed. <laughs> but it's not like y'all was whispering. But it's just it's it's a, a, a an unsaid. It's it's almost like we're trying in media they perpetrate this myth. And then when you go out into the real world, you know, and in, in more places too than just your little box of the the world, it, that's not the case it's like i would think that that's exactly the kind of the girl that guys would go after and he's like yeah i don't find that attractive at all. And he was not ugly at i was looking behind i was like oh that's why i thought they were together and i think they were just like cousins or something like that because <laughs> uh, we had a brief conversation afterwards but yeah it's just this um this whole perpetuating the idea that joyce walks into a room and every guy is just like lusting for her that's a little much that is not that's one of those um ideas like the beginning that they're they're leaning into the dramatization of it i know what that word is it just doesn't want to come out in a nice fluent way in my mouth so she stops and talks to to glenn it's like oh i just stopped in you know i was in the neighborhood even though i didn't return any of your phone calls because i was so busy that i couldn't pick up the phone and say hello after one you were so kind to me the last time we met and b it's not as if i don't know that you're in love with me and i still can't get over the fact that you dumped him because he really wanted you to think about giving up the idea of your magazine like that wasn't something you could work through that's just something you had to and it's clear that he wants her back he wants to get back together with her she's like that place that we love i mean she's acting like they're in a relationship when they're not and he's there completely supporting her like oh you know i don't want to bother you with my thing but here's all the list of names it's it's a game and it's a game that a lot of white women play and it's kind of pathetic (laughs) just throwing it out there i don't care if it works it's still a pathetic use of your you're supposed to be a feminist and then this is how you act like i understand people finding ways like they were showing last episode but joyce in this scenario is just she's using him when it's convenient for her when she needs to feel better and i think at the end of the show 
I think that her her magazine should be successful and Glenn should absolutely and utterly fall in love with someone else that's way better than she is and she has to sit back and watch and be miserable like she doesn't find personal happiness that is how Joyce's story should end it's not going to end like that because it's television but that is in my humble opinion how it should end because that's how you chose to treat this person in your life that technically is I mean I just don't feel like she appreciates him being successful him giving up his time you know offering this windy person who she's automatically like ew I don't like her uh have you read her book (laughs) no but the time says so you're someone who's once again calling yourself a feminist is why I hate white feminism and at the same time is listening to what a man has written about a woman's perspective in this book that just makes no fucking sense i mean it's just bullshit fuck oh my 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 my. i don't know how much of the show is actually focusing on showing this part of it or or wanting us to pick up on this particular dynamic but i am And I see all of the hypocrisies in Joyce in white feminism. And they do discuss it a lot more in the second half of the episode in her story. But I was so, in that case, on Joyce's side in a way because I know exactly what they're getting at with that as well. It's like once you become something, you then must symbolize everyone. It's like when eric wallace became the showrunner of the flash now all of a sudden they expected the flash to be turned black and every story to be about black people and how dare he's a sellout if it's not it's like whoa 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 i never in a million years asked to be your fucking malcolm x martin luther king that's i'm a showrunner it's my job to do my job my job doesn't then become to speak for the entirety of the black community and all of its oppressive movements like what is up with that it's everyone putting people on pedestals just because they get a little bit of power and they don't even understand how what kind of droplet that is in the ocean that exists before that and that is so important to be brought up in these times because especially with the youth i mean they just have no patience they this is like we want it we want it now i'm like i don't know what world you're living in that you think change happens in leaps like bitch you need to go get into your history book and actually put that shit correlated correlated and it's fine you're young you'll figure it out hopefully most of you i like where your heart is i like where your soul is but i also need you to come to that emotionally intelligent side as well and understand that these people (laughs) are not your your albatross to 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 that's probably not the right word but to be used on your campaign and then should also be about your campaign and you know the disappointments that people have when you're not representing everything and anything or just what they personally feel that you should represent and i enjoyed joy's calling them out in the end and i like the fact that they had the conversation that it wasn't her just walking out of the room and not hearing what they like i love the back and forth that they did in that scene that what made it one of the best scenes of the episode is because it was so like it was so relatable it was like having a twitter conversation 
don't have many of those at all actually none but and because that's what they become they become these uh very visceral attacking it's not we're all supposed to be on the same page and yet it's become very uh uh what's the word militarized um radicalized and it's about what you're standing for in that moment and i really like that when you set her up for that because a she needed it but also it went a step further of yeah welcome to my world but also don't think just because i represent feminism that i'm not i can't be a bitch you know you can be a feminist and still be a horrible person or non-feminist and not be a horrible person you know what i mean it shouldn't that label that you're putting in front of your name shouldn't define who the fuck you are and doesn't define who the fuck you are so just because she's all represented doesn't mean she wasn't still an asshole like you can call my lawyer (laughs) who's convalescing in a beach you can do this i i you know i basically set you up i knew you wanted something from me and i chose to entertain the idea but think about how she felt in that moment when no one was listening to her so you can see how even success changes you right she might have been someone that was a little bit more approachable but then the minute you get out uh you become a different person so she goes to this meeting and and glenn is sticking around he he gets some campus uh pledges to hand out the magazine (laughs) which was adorable uh and she goes to this and they are they some bring up really good issues like okay what about the women in africa well you know are you gonna have black people or you have lesbian people where's the representation where's this where's that it's like holy shit this is just the first fucking issue of the magazine (laughs) it felt so relevant because i could i could see this flip on its head for any other issue in america right now not america affecting black americans right now you need to cover all bases and if you don't well then you're canceled which is <sighs> canceling cancel culture when it first came out it was almost like oh okay i get it but now it's just become this whole other thing where it's just like nope 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 <laughs> no now you've taken it too far as we did people tend to do uh but but of course that's that's her whole thing is like hey i'm hearing what you guys are saying like i even like that part because that's what you do when you're emotionally intelligent you always acknowledge what people are saying like there is a way to speak to people that people don't know how to speak to people and that is that is something that needs to be taught and taught in a classroom from the time like that needs to be introduced into actual schools not college fucking grade school at least in high school this is how you have debates with people this is how you communicate even when you have opposing views and we had like this one debate class and it was so short and it was focused very primarily not on people with differing ideas but it was more set up in a different kind of way that was not beneficial whatsoever but we need to be teaching that skill because it is something that i do feel many do not have and it is something that has to be taught like i luckily went into corporate america where that shit is necessary (laughs) um 
you know you can't just talk to people any old kind of way or if you do you find yourself in situations that are tricky or less like you got to cover your fucking basis uh so knowing how to have conversations and what to say and what not to say and to put it in your favor and the fact that you might have to i don't know persuade people to your point of view like i don't i think people feel like uh, i'm right so you have to agree with me you could be all types of right but persuasion but if you can't get anyone on your side you're just someone screaming i'm right like uh he pointed out to her glenn like you don't want to be that guy who's just like tanner tanner just get this magazine you're gonna end up isolating people you have to be able even if they don't 100 percent agree with you at least get them open to the idea to the conversation or even looking into it so that's what she's trying to do with these women like this is the first issue but this is why it's important yada yada but then as i stated earlier it does become more of a twitter conversation because name calling begins sell out child <laughs> and the fact that you know even joyce on her very 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 high horse is like i get all these ideas and this is something that she still is learning but i feel at this point after four episodes in she finally has come like it felt right that she would say look you're all sitting here and free housing from the men and the government that you hate so much talking about ideas that actually don't translate in the real world and that is something that i think she has earned enough cred to say to these people because she is herself come to that conclusion that yes i can have all of it i can have my high horse but unfortunately my high horse isn't the reality and the reality of situations that i'm going to have to move within the constructs that are presented and change is not going to just happen overnight and her reaction to things like uh, not stomping off and how she was being the first four episodes really lent to that in her reaction last episode so that she it felt real it felt authentic when she said that and even for her to just devolve into well i'm not even respecting you anymore because if you're just gonna call me names so i'm just gonna call you names as well and then she comes back out and there's a whole fucking <laughs> protest there's those that support those are against that's actually the best type uh that's something that a homeboy realized in the end that hey when people are arguing about an issue that is the best publicity 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 for any type of entertainment right it sometimes backfires because i think there was one what was that movie that was banned in russia you expected people to go out and see it and they still didn't <laughs> so it doesn't always work but we all know unfortunately hum, human beings are trash and we like drama and well some of us a lot of us like drama and controversy and anything that's controversial and there's a news crew there and and things are just you know this is a normal college type of thing and then he goes over and sets a bonfire (laughs) and now it's a number one news story now so what is this minx what is everyone up in arms about it gets people talking and people love to fucking be 
in camps to get on different sides of things they they love it it's part of i think just the the human dna for a lot of fucking people that are extroverts because <laughs> introverts ain't got no time patience uh, we don't we don't we don't we don't we don't do that we, we self-realization more than need to tell spread everybody our ideas and convince them otherwise like well if people don't get it people don't get it that's an introverted thought process uh also known as mine so that's where that leads and then her because uh glenn gets hit in the face with a bible <laughs> that causes him to have the nosebleed and then she says is this my fault i didn't that's where i was like what do you mean you didn't like what how did you not think that this would be divisive if feminism in itself is divisive right so some of that naivety still rubbing off with joyce but that i am becoming more accustomed to the fact that that is part of her story and if they do it right like they did in this episode i'm i'm okay with it let's go to the bambi and shelly story well no let's go to the uh tina and glenn not glenn you know doug uh story arc because that kind of toy ties in yeah i don't i don't know how to talk because late i am so off i'm so awake right now because i've been on five hours behind so in order to to get my life right i'm gonna have to stay up to at least like 6 p.m <laughs> so that i sleep and wake up at 9 a.m and not in some weird hours because i am very thrown off schedule but back to the program at large doug and tina you know she's not happy about the fact that uh he keeps making promises i don't like that either especially if it's their business he brings her in tells her look we've been down this road before we used to sell lesbian magazines to people in the street car by car we used to give them away and then it was a success like hey we take risks and we just need to push through because this is the hardest part is we got a good product we just need to get it out there to people and tina is supportive she takes him to the airport and you know he's supposed to go talk to the guys in thrifty but the entire time he lied he was not getting on a plane he was just at the airport trying to get a meeting with the guy at thrifty and at the end she finds out when she sees the flight is delayed that he's been at the bar this entire time there's a guy that looks at her gives her a look like uh you can you can follow me because i'm gonna give it to you and unfortunately she had to give up that nice looking booty call to support her partner come on man tina still continues to be the most mysterious character they haven't really gotten much into it other than it she seems to have a very close bond with doug they've been through a lot together they've built this business from the ground up they've had ups they've had downs but they've been successful and it seems as if she has a lot of trust in him and just because i haven't seen you know all of those uh downs that he clearly was successful in i'm gonna just trust that she trusts him however i do feel that he takes a little advantage of that by as i stated earlier those unilateral decisions but if it is as the show is telling me despite my dislike of it this is something that she's willing and and open to and has been because of the trust there i have to accept it but i personally hope that it gets better 
because I do think that she deserves better as a co-founder of this company um he does say you can tell me I told you so she says I'm not gonna do that because I would never kick a man when he's down but later on when they do get to the campus she does let him have it like uh yeah I did tell you so you put all your money into this we're almost gonna go under you need to cut your losses you lost you need to understand that sometimes you lose let's go back to doing what we do and stop with this legitimate shit and i can't believe that you're making me even say this because i'm fun girl tina and tina is always drunk at the party and not the one giving lectures to people and that's when he gets the idea to start a bonfire because he knows because because she does have faith at the beginning like hey we've been here before you've gotten us out of the muck you just need to get your creative juices flowing or in this case find a way to overcome your obstacle and apparently he does have this need to win ever since he was young actually now that i think about it i think that's exactly what it is so he says this kid had a lemonade stand he wanted in on it he couldn't he wouldn't allow him to so he decided to set up his own business put bourbon in it ran him out of business and he felt good about that she said that's sad which it is but it explains the legitimacy thing i think you know as he was saying to joyce you think i don't want to be you know respected and and looked upon as if something like i don't want to be known as just the smut guy i want to be known as a business i want to be in that world right and those billion dollars despite making money and doing what i'm doing i want the thing that i can't have and wanting to be in that club he's willing to do whatever it takes and if it means setting a bonfire at a campus protest that's exactly what he's gonna do you can't get rid of me bitch i'm not going nowhere i'm not going no fucking where but i do wonder if tina's disappointment and loss of faith in him in that moment is what he actually did need to hear to motivate him to get a little creative to take advantage of the scene to find the way he always finds to win to get ahead so this event is definitely going to give them the publicity that they need to get this magazine off the shelf because now everyone's going to want to know what the big deal is about and if they could get someone successful in the second cover like this billy brunson character which i do see is actually been cast because i'm sorry i already looked at the cast list because i saw the name which is austin nichols and he was in he played spencer in the walking dead so of course when i saw austin nichols i was like who is he and then i saw billy brunson and i wouldn't have known that until this particular episode they mentioned him so i'm guessing they're gonna get billy brunson and they should because they need someone famous to to promote this shit uh so that's what we leave them my my baby richie he just has himself a good he's getting bloody marys he's selling the magazine off the thing like the one guy brought him a drink and he's like uh here take money no i'd rather take the uh, the the magazine with the big dick in it thank you he is then approached by a guy who's like so how would you like to take some photos because <laughs> he's like i'm a photographer and he was all about it they next thing you know they was up in the fucking forest everybody was posing he was taking photos the one dude was like we do everything we do escorting we do modeling we do acting whatever gets the bills paid but today we about to do you for free boo y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here up in here y'all gonna make me go all out 
like this because you see the immediate receptiveness of the gay community because they are already despite being an oppressed uh group of people are very comfortable with their sexuality and not only that something that a lot of feminists don't realize is that some of the same issues they're interested in hearing that particular viewpoint from women because they do see themselves as allies and so i really liked uh that particular story arc just mainly because he got to have fun and i was so here for him getting to have his own fun which leads us with the last story arc which is bambi and shelly i like these two a lot you know i love me some shelly and love me some bambi and putting them together is just like the perfect thing <laughs> uh they are tasked with sell, uh, giving out the magazine just giving it away for free and they come up with very creative ways of doing it they bump into a lady in the shopping mall and <laughs> or in the the grocery store and they're like oh we're reading this and they show her the 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 photo and then she's like oh it's too bad they're sold out but you know what you can have my five girl don't do that you know what i'll let someone else have fun and the lady walks away and she's so excited about it even though it turns out she gets banned from shopping there <laughs> which is so wrong <laughs> But her life does take a, a huge, you know, it is a little different for Shelly, right? She's from this very respectable, conservative uh, neighborhood. And here she is uh, giving out kind of uh, risque material. Porn is what they consider back in the day. I don't know. A magazine is not porn to me. Just not. And you know they they find different people or she spots different people that they can get this uh you know give it over to it's not even just giving it away it's the i how they're giving it away and you have uh her picking out a car <laughs> that's just like bambi she's like those are the secret freaks she's like that's my car that's what i drive i love bambi so much i swear to god if anything ever happens to bambi i will murk a bitch because that is my babe and i've known a lot of people like bambi too that people think they're ditzy or they're stupid or whatever uh because they don't come off a certain way they're very easily dismissed by you know certain feminists and they don't understand that they're they just choose or chose an alternative lifestyle but that doesn't mean that they're not as smart or as intelligent or interested in even learning even in their own chosen field it's just oh i don't like how people treat people <laughs> just based on what they perceive as uh her uh, archetype is that what i'm trying to say so she's not a dumb blonde even though she says silly dumb things all the time <laughs> and it doesn't mean that she doesn't have a good heart they decide to go to the school and sell the magazines and i was straight thinking as soon as they said it i was like wait a minute that's a crime <laughs> and then you see her later on and she's and i love how the the segue to that because she's on the phone telling her husband you know just put this in the oven and and do this and do that and i like that little scene afterwards of the black guard being like you know i like to at least thaw it out first like you know white men are so fucking useless whereas uh and that's not always true either because my dad cannot fucking cook not at, like he has that my mm -mm, mm -mm. 
living in that house that taught me ooh, that she's very she was very subservient wife and she's the one that took over like he don't clean he don't cook he don't do laundry he don't he don't do any of those things that would be considered feminine task nope no he used to call us down to get him some fucking kool-aid despite the fact that the kitchen is four steps away from where you are sir so i grew up in that type of environment so to say that it is just a white thing that would not be accurate <laughs> at all um but i do like the fact that they tried they did play on it a little bit like hey every man isn't so useless it just happened to be a black man uh that said it and she they've been arrested because of the new law that says you're not supposed to sell porn in my school and they're the first to ever break it and i love that bambi came out of the jail like oh man i can still make my party they're good here if i want to get arrested i should get arrested at pasadena but i you see the concern for bambi like oh my god all those people saw you get cuffed and arrested and that's embarrassing and i'm so sorry like she feels as if you know she's disserviced her and shelly's like well actually it felt kind of good i haven't done anything bad in like forever i may not want to go out and go on mullet and drive and do whatever the fuck that you're about to do <laughs> she's like you smell like patchouli <laughs> the dude was all types of stone and she's like i used to fuck this guy the hell's angels are gonna be there like just this wild life that bambi lives <laughs> don't worry like it's it's like 19 hours to get there that's where she's about to go just this random shit she's like you're gonna come with and she's like no i'm like have kids and i promised my kid that you know and i love that like yeah i would love to be this free bird like there's an envy there right of your you get to go out and you get to be whoever you want to be but you know i'm a mom it's tired i'm up way past my bedtime and even though it was fun to get arrested and do something bad <laughs> um i i think they are going to explore a little bit more later on about the fact that uh she does come from a very conservative neighborhood her husband might have a problem with her working at this magazine and it, knowing what it promotes and so on and so forth so i expect for some of these characters to really we haven't even met her husband yet to start getting their own personal story arcs that are centered around the production of said magazine i know this is a 30 minute show so i'm not expecting craziness but just a, even a little taste bits that are fine um and i like how they ended it where uh she's like i gotta convince her that there's no monsters under the bed even though everyone knows they live in the closet and she's like you know give her some spray monster spray away because that's what my mom did for me like saying you're a good mom <laughs> that was just i don't know that was their, their their story was my favorite this week um not my favorite scene but my favorite story line because it's just a nice through and then her laying her head on her like she does feel a very maternal instinct towards her she sees her as this really good person and you see shelly seeing bambi for who she is and and 
you know not looking down on her and and having this nice little almost instant sisterhood so to speak despite the age difference despite the the lifestyle differences that there is a connection there that's genuine so i adored that story arc i don't know i need to stop looking at this guest list i'm so sorry but jillian jacobs is gonna be in this oh my god she was the worst in community as being the feminist so that's actually rather funny i don't know who she's playing i'm not gonna look any further but i get like i said i can't not recognize a name that i know (laughs) so that concludes our episode this week if you want to send feedback for the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black magic.